Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is the first Friday of February, February 3rd, and we have jobs coming out today. Yesterday was a great day. I mean, a little bit mixed on the Dow, but but the NASDAQ had a huge day yesterday. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a second. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, in this world we live, there are so many things that you and I, we just can't control them. But you can take control of your portfolio by controlling the amount of risk you have in there. But you need to know what that risk is and what that risk should be based on your own standards. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design where we help you dive in and make sure you're on the path for the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, again, give us a call 863-382-0037. FM, it's 841 here, 19 now before 9. And uh, hey, blow the horns. Wish Happy New Year. Everything's great. Happy days are here again. The employment market is hot as a pistol. So what does Wall Street respond to that bit of good news? Find out what's going on with your money and quantify all the good news that came out this morning. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services on the phone. And uh, holy crud, did we have a miss to the positive side on the employment reports this morning, didn't we, Philip? Hey, we really did, Dave. And you know what? I'm thinking the Fed's probably looking back and thinking, man, I wish we would have waited a day because that probably would have changed our, our number of the interest rate increase because, man, those job numbers were just incredibly unpredicted, for sure. Oh, yeah, heavens to it. Let's quantify it for a minute. First of all, the official national unemployment rate that's going to be the top of the hour news all darn day today, 3.4%. They expected it to tick up to 36 but no, 3.4%, which is going to give the Biden administration all kinds of stuff to brag about, because uh, that, I think, is an all-time record as far as uh, low unemployment for the at least the uh, recorded history that I'm familiar with. The thing that was really the big slam through was they expected us to add 190,000 payroll jobs to the economy this past month, and instead of that, we got 517,000, and I haven't seen a number like that since we were first uh, reopening the economy after the, tw- after the 2020 shutdowns. It's that big. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge, huge increase. And I just scroll back to see what ADP thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, boy, how much further could they be from what actually occurred, right? Um, they said 106,000 new jobs, and we ended up with 517. That's yeah, just, uh, I mean, just a huge deal. That's, it's an amazing number. I mean, it almost, it almost sounds like somebody screwed up and punched in the wrong number, but then you add in the revisions, too, because they did two months' worth of revisions. November and December's payroll numbers, they actually increased the number of jobs we created in those two months, too. 34,000 more in November, 37,000 more in December. So you put it all together, we're looking at the better part of 600,000 new jobs that we didn't know existed at as of uh, yesterday afternoon, and uh, that that uh, if if Wall Street were re- responding the way you know rationality would have it, 
uh, it should be bang up saying, hey, the economy's doing absolutely great. But then again, the Fed just met, just gave us a modest interest rate increase. And the reaction for investors is, oh, shucks, now look ahead to what they're going to do to us in March. And this kind of says uh, they aren't cooling us off very much net-net, are they? It doesn't look like it. I mean, compared to other numbers we saw that looked like maybe we were slowing down a little bit, this number definitely goes against that grain. Absolutely. I mean, I, like I said, this, this is the kind of a job-adding number that we were seeing back in uh, May, June, July, when we started reopening the economy after the COVID pandemic shutdowns, and we were seeing, you know, five, six, seven hundred thousand jobs added. Well, okay, fine. The businesses were reopening. They were bringing their employees back. But right now, we're in a market where we're supposed to be slowing down. We're getting layoff reports out of the big tech companies. Everything is slowing down. Quarterly reports, folks are maybe making their numbers, but they're making them at levels that are way below last year. Everything says recession except for the employment picture, and now all of a sudden we're seeing ourselves hiring employees and buying new people like chiclets. Definitely are, and I just had something pop up that shows me uh, we've not had an unemployment rate this low since 1969. I was going to say, I do not remember a 3.4% unemployment rate. It helps to remember back in 1969, every male over the age of 18 was going over to Vietnam at that time. So we were eating up an awful lot of potential employees, you know, uh, potential employees back then. So it was kind of an artificially low unemployment rate. So really, I mean, we're, we're kind of talking about the history of civilization here, aren't we? Yeah, we really are. And as soon as that number came out, we saw interest rate yields jump, too, by about a tenth of a percent. And the futures were in the negative side to begin with, and the uh, negative trend kind of doubled the minute those came out, too, didn't it? It did. It really did. Yes, sir. It's uh, Yeah, there, there's some concern in the marketplace today. Yeah, and I, like I said, if it, if it weren't for the fact that we had two more months worth of revisions behind us, uh, my bull crud detector would be going off real long. I mean, you, uh, I, the, the number makes absolutely zero sense to me whatsoever, and I can't explain any change in the marketplace that would have done it. Can you? Uh, I, I cannot. And so, yeah, that's um, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe we get the next number next time. It'll be uh, back down to a reasonable number. But, uh, man, if, if our jobs keep growing at this rate, um, the Fed's just going to pour on and more and more. Oh, yeah, they're going to resurrect Paul Volcker before you know it. And all the other numbers kind of back that up as well. Uh, the unemployment rate we mentioned down to 3.4%. Average hourly earnings uptick by just the amount they expected, three-tenths of a percent. So that will give us about a 4.3, annual wage hike. And uh, the average number of hours worked as well was up by three-tenths of an hour. They expected 34.4 hours per week for our average work week, went up to 34.7. That again is about a third of an hour more than people expected as far as the average work week so now we're talking about the average employee work week now being defined by many companies as full-time so again the employment market is almost undeniably hot unless somebody punched the wrong keyboard or two on their computer up in washington yeah yeah we won't know that till next time to see if that number gets revised down or not yeah, and boy, it's going to have to be a big revision downward in order to get back on trend with what 
educated guesses say it should be. So we're all kind of scratching our heads wondering what the Sam Hill happened. But, you know, the bottom line is we're looking at, and we're spurring to the, uh, the, the futures on Wall Street, this is resoundingly good news for the economy. But the problem is it indicates that the economy is still pretty hot. And that's going to probably make the Federal Reserve governors say next month when they meet in the middle of March that uh, we probably need to get whacked on the side of the head with a two-by-four again, don't we? Yeah, I definitely think that uh, three-quarters is definitely a, a play. And, and you know what? It wouldn't be surprising if other numbers start to trend in the in the good department that we see them tick it up 1% at this point just to try to really put the brakes on. That's 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 enough to make me choke on my morning donut there. I want you to <laughs> I've still got some equities in my IRA because I need them to grow and they ain't growing right now and they ain't going to offer this report this morning. Speaking of things that aren't growing, uh, we've got a whole pile of household names today in the industry that's been taking it on the chin for the last few months. Some three of the big five all reported all at once overnight last night. And I understand that uh, uh, Google had kind of a rough run. How did Alphabet do when they reported their earnings anyway? You know, Alphabet actually um, not not so good, right? They um, they, they came in at a dollar. They're expected to make a dollar five a share. They I'm sorry, they're expected to make a dollar eighteen a share. They only made a dollar five a share. Um, they also missed revenue projections by about a half a billion dollars. Um, just you know, a little bit of change there. Uh, so, but but they were not good. They saw a lot of um, a decline in their YouTube advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, was an area that they they really missed on when it came to details down. Um, and, and so we've got uh, Google trading down. A little over four percent, but I will say, Dave, that um, they're not giving back all that they made yesterday on the ride they had because everybody, all these companies, these tech companies, they were riding Facebook's tail yesterday, right? Because Facebook mm-hmm. has such a great, great quarter. Everybody made the assumption that Alphabet, Apple, Amazon would all be in the same boat, and so they all had a nice, like, like Google was up seven and a quarter percent yesterday. Um, now, right now, we're giving back about 4.3% of that. So, uh, but net net, two days is still up pretty good unless you bought it last night, right? So, so that's, <laughs> yeah. all, so that's, uh, you know, for two days, not too bad. The, yeah, it, needs to, it needs to be kept in the back of the mind that a lot of these big fang groups they talk about, uh, they're, they're basically advertising companies. Facebook did incredibly well. They did put out some warnings that the ad market was still looking kind of soft, and we just found out where the softness came from because Apple or Alphabet slash Google was one of them. Apple, believe it or not, makes quite a bit of money on advertising as well, even though they, they're thought of as being an iPhone company, and uh, they do real well with them. How did they end up coming out? You know, they missed as well um, when, it, when it came to everything. They, they missed on profit. They missed on sales. Um, and and here's, here's a statistic that uh, is probably not in, in Apple's favor at all. Their uh, last quarter fell, their, their revenue fell by 5% year over year. Um, that's the first time since 2019 that their top line has declined. Um, so, yeah, not, not good news for Apple as well. They're trading Almost down. Good. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, it, it almost qualifies as, you know, biblical mandate that Apple does not go down on revenue, so that goes away. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they're trading down 1.8%, but again, they're down 200, I mean 200, down $2.71 right now, but yesterday they were up $5.39, so net-net, two days, they look pretty good, but hey, the day's not over yet, right? So um, <laughs> who knows where they'll actually end up on everything. So then the other big name we had report was Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Amazon, so they they beat expectations, okay? They had a, had an okay quarter, um, but where they're getting hammered today is uh, current quarter guidance. Um, that came in somewhat lighter than what uh, economists expected it to be, and so uh, they're uh, they're they're not happy about that. That's got Amazon uh, trading down big time, six point one percent, and it's getting a lot closer to giving up its yesterday gains. Like yesterday, it was up seven point three, which was seven dollars and seventy six cents. Right now, it's down six dollars and ninety three cents. So. Of those three companies, this one's the closest to giving back all its gains from yesterday. Holy crud. Yeah, I figured $30 a year more on my Prime subscription to be enough to make up all of those differences. Yeah, you would think, wouldn't you? Hey, we got one more big <laughs> loser. One more big loser yeah. before we talk about the one winner I could find today. Um, and I'm betting I got to guess who it is. Who is it? Ford. Yep. Ford, big loser today. They uh, they reported their earnings. They missed earnings expectations they did beat on revenue uh but uh so that just means they're able to you know increase their their pricing uh but their revenue missed by uh one and a half billion not no small number there so uh coffee, coffee fund change you know yeah, exactly uh revenue though um you know they earn 51 cents a share um so not too bad there and so we continue to see that Ford taking a huge hit today. It is giving back way more than what it made yesterday. Um, it's down seven and a half percent this morning. That's a dollar eight a share after closing up three point eight yesterday. So it's a net loss for two days. Oh, that 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 stinks. I, I saw a quote from their CEO saying that we just had our eye off the ball and we didn't execute well. Yeah, but he blamed it on execution. I mean, he did lay a little bit on on you know China and production, but but most of it was just execution problems. So, uh, but he's he's vied. He's you know said shareholders, give me time. We're going to fix it, and uh, so we'll see what happens next quarter. Yeah, I think execution might be the terminology he's going to be using <laughs> based upon. The... <laughs> give me a right. good news piece, would you? So the last one I have for you is Clorox. And uh, and Clorox did well. They uh, they had quarterly earnings of ninety eight cents a share. Uh, that was better than the sixty five cents a share that was expected. It came in at one point six six billion dollars of of, uh, of revenue. Um, so so that was I'm sorry that was expected. They actually came in at one point seven two billion revenue. So so they beat on both both fronts. And they're trading up today 3.5%. Uh, 
Oh, boy, I'm glad to have one bit of good news anyway. Resetting the table, it was an up day for two of the three indexes yesterday. The Dow lost about 40 points, but S&P was up by almost a percent and a half, and the NASDAQ was up by over 3% on all that optimism yesterday. Kind of all went away when we got that good economic news this morning. How were we doing 45 minutes before we open? Yeah, Dave, you know, yesterday this morning when I looked at the early, we were, we were trading down, but not mm-hmm. – uh, not like this, my man. It's uh, the Dow is down six tenths of a percent. That's two hundred and five dollars. S and P five hundred is down one point, almost one point two percent. That's getting close to fifty dollars. And the Nasdaq one hundred is down two percent. That's two hundred and fifty eight dollars right now. So it's going to be a rough open to the market this morning. Looking on the other side, we got silver, a huge retreat today. You know, yesterday it was up three point eight. It ended up actually down for the day yesterday. It's it's fallen this morning just since those numbers came out, down 3% this morning. So think about that. Yesterday morning, it's gone from $24 and change down to $22.88 an ounce Ooh. right now. Uh, gold's not faring much better. It's down 1.5%, barely over 1900 It's at 1901 an ounce right now. And crude oil was heading down before those numbers ticked in. It's heading up now uh, about eight-tenths of a percent to $76.48 a barrel. Still a little lower than yesterday, so we'll take that happily. The overseas markets uh, kind of follow the way they usually do. The uh, Asian rim followed our futures. They were mixed at the close at 6 a.m. The European markets, I'm watching them update, and they're ticking negative after a slight positive uptick. They're changing direction and going negative even as we speak. Everybody's down right now by a third to a half a percent halfway through their trading day. If all this upsets you, it means you probably got too much risk in your portfolio because day-to-day is not the way to plan to retire. How do I find you to get the day-to-day out of my retirement plans, Philip? You know, Dave, that's exactly why we developed the core retirement design in order to help people really and truly see how much risk they have in their portfolio to make sure that it matches up with the amount of risk they should have in their portfolio. Give us a call, 382-0037. To schedule your core retirement design phone consultation and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And we'll be back here on Monday morning to do this all again and hopefully have some good news Monday morning. Philip, you have a dynamite weekend. We'll see you then. All right. Take care. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a great week. Enjoy your weekend, and I hope you join us back here again on Monday morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one.